This is the Views from the Uninspired Podcast. Yo, welcome to another episode of the View from the Uninspired. Uh, I'm your host, King Chudy. And this is, I believe, episode eight. Uh, man, today we have a special uh, episode for y'all, um, man, especially if you're a Sudanese person. Uh, the topic that we have for today is, is a conversation that comes up a lot in our community, uh, whether it's on social media, sometimes in person, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, this conversation has had a lot, so I'm going to have a few people with me today, and I'm going to actually get into it, and then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll learn a few things from, you know, different point of views, and see how certain people feel about certain things, you know, so... You guys just sit tight and we're about to get it started. All right, man. All right, this is how we're going to start. First thing I want you guys to do is kind of introduce yourself and the tribe you're from so then the people that listen know exactly where you're from. So then, you know, if they want to go attack you, they don't hope to attack. Wait, don't you know? <laughs> oh, wait, you started recording. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording now. So I want you guys to introduce. Like, introduce don't it. we all know ourselves here? No, no, we, we know each other, but the people listening might not. Like, like I was telling you guys last time, the people I talked to last time, like, about 17 different countries listening to this. And they, 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 they okay. don't know who we are in person. So they just might know us by name, you know. So Great. I want you guys to introduce yourself. Okay, uh, I'm looking at my screen. So readers on top, so really you can go first. <laughs> Okay, well, my name is Rudy Katara. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm uh, I'm Equatorian, but within the Equatoria, I mix with two different tribes, which is Acholi and Kapwa. All right, Nyakam. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nyakam. I go for uh, by Cam for short. Um, I'm from the North Tribe. Um, I'm half half uh, low and half Gadju. Um, so yeah, I live in the Midwest. All right, uh, Diana, my wooding was last. All right, my name is Diana Tombe. I am from Omaha, Nebraska here. Um, I am too Equatorian. My mom is from the Madi tribe and my dad is from the Badi tribe. Go ahead, Mo. My name is Atel Mayan, AKA Mawood. I am Dinka. I fully go. Make state repping. <laughs> Say no more, say no more. And for everybody else, uh, I'm King Chudy. Uh, I go by King Chudy. Uh, for those that might not know who me. Uh, and I'm, I'm also a nerd. I'm also a nerd, so. But I'm just gonna be the host. I'm not gonna be really, you know, speaking about nothing. So you really don't have to worry about me. Uh, more so about you guys here. All right, so uh, let's get to it, man. Uh, most of you guys already know why I invite y'all here. Um, this topic that always come up every other month or so uh, about, you know, South Sudan and, and about this uh, thing that's called, I don't know, it's, it's not white privilege, but our version of white privilege, which is the <laughs> Denka and sometimes Noor, was considered Noor and Denka privilege or whatever and whatnot. So a lot of people have different texts on that. And I wanted to bring you guys on to kind of speak on that. Uh, I wanted to bring as many people as I can from different tribes and I wasn't able to get, you know, a lot of people to, to come on. And some people are busy, you know, the people got work. And I didn't want to keep pushing it back. Every other Sunday, push it back, push it back, you know. So I just wanted to get the people that I can get. And this is the people that I was able to get on uh, for this for this episode. You know, maybe we'll do it again in the future. Maybe we'll get more people. 
uh, to discuss this topic. So, all right, so let's get to it, man. Um, let's see who wanna start first. So it's uh, the danger privilege and we're uh, a thing or is it uh, a myth? Like white people claim that white privilege is a myth in America. I feel like um, Mawut should start. I'm not trying to like say it anyway, but I feel like he should start because you know he's Dinka. So I feel like if he agrees or he doesn't agree, and then like we can move from there. Okay, all right. We'll let Mawut go first. Yeah, right, yeah. Go ahead, Mawut. Um, I definitely don't agree. Um, point being that. It's, it's speak a little louder, bro, just so they can catch, catch your voice. You can make it close to the laptop. Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely don't agree, man. Because um, if you look at it, the whole point of Dinka privilege, right, is yeah. to try to state that there's some type of privilege that's awarded to you, to everyone, every single Dinka person, like how white privilege is afforded to, you know, every single white person here, that you automatically just get, right? And I think a lot of people don't really understand how tribalism works, nepotism works, and so forth. So the best thing that they try to do is to equate it to the only form of oppression that they know here, which is racism, which is a top-down approach, right? If you look at the case of Sasuda, people look at the Dinga tribe and they say, you guys are the largest tribe, right? Uh, you, guys are the, you guys have the president. You guys have X amount of people in, in certain positions of power, right? And those get you access to certain things, right? Um, you get access to people with money, you get access to people with positions of power that can put people in places, right? However, if you look at it, the only people who have the privilege of those things are the people that are directly connected to those people in power. If you're not, if you're not connected to those people in power, you don't get anything, you get nothing at all, right? However, it's people looking at the name, the brand and everything associated with it. So they say, oh, it's Dinka. All the, every, every Dinka person must got that privilege. Every Dinka person must do this, but that's not the case. I think people, people, people are definitely getting it mixed up, right? Just like how there's the Amachad being the vice president gives you, doesn't give you or any other Nwer person, right? Any other privilege more than it gives Diana, right? That gives you nothing at all. Nwer people are still suffering, right? The majority of people are still suffering. The only people who benefit from that are people who have direct connection to the Amachad. If you don't, you're kind of in the dust. That's my take on it. Um, I can agree to what Mawut said to a certain extent. Well, I can't really, like, say him because, like, uh, I, I get where he's coming from with the whole, like, you know, how if you're not, like, related to them or connected to them, that you don't, like, you know, you don't, get the privileges or whatever the case is but there's some people who know it's actually going on and yet they still try to like hide it or deny the fact that it is going on they focus more on like the fact that it's the tribe being attacked it's the tribe being attacked than trying to figure out why is the tribe being attacked you know so um and it's like our youth people that's doing that you know so, I mean, I really don't have much to say. Mawut said most of what I wanted to say. But yeah, it's there. 
Yeah, I think, uh, my bad, cut you off. But I think people, people are just getting on social media, man, and they, and they start lashing out, um, you know what I mean, start speaking. Because that's, that's how everyone talks. It's not even just about certain people. Everyone generalizes everything into a tribe, right? Something happens, and it's the, it's the labels that people care about, right? Dinka, Nuer, Victorian, Woot the Woot, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of actually calling it out for what it is. And I, I get what you're saying, Rita, and I definitely agree. Um, but again, on both sides to that, I've seen some like wild out of pocket tweets where people are really out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen some tweets where it's like, yeah, I definitely agree. But you know what I mean? People are always going to take it how they want to take it. I think the reason being is no one really has a discussion like how we're having, right? It's mm-hmm. always when something happens and it's usually something negative. And then people there is actually like i don't want to get into names and all that but um when the whole thing the whole twitter commotion was going on um there was actually a girl who was agreeing saying that um twitter uh, golly twitter dinka privilege uh does exist and it should exist because that you know like we deserve it like we have our youth that actually think like this you know yeah. they're like they're poisoned like i don't know if it's their parents that poison them or i don't know if they did their own research and thought of it but stuff like that makes the tribe look bad like you're actually like getting like you're actually like validating our point you know like like you're you're making the tri- the whole the whole tribe look bad so now yeah. how can we be like okay like now we have to like walk on eggs. Like some people have to walk on eggs with people. Like they be like, um, like we wouldn't know how they would feel about. Like I mean, how would I explain it? Like, like some people be like, um, our age mates, and then be like, uh, I don't agree with Dinka privileges. And then you'll find another friend that be like, I do agree with Dinka privilege, but then like. I, I I can't explain it right now. It's not coming out the way I want it to. <laughs> but um, yeah, just stuff like that. Really, like, how would I word it? It just makes the whole like it makes people blame the whole tribe because like now we don't know like who all is feeling that way. Like like you can be in my face as a friend, like saying like yeah like I want unity and all that, but then you turn around and be like but we fought for the country so we do deserve the stuff that we're getting so how's that helping in any way it definitely, that was out of pocket i seen that tweet that was definitely out of pocket i think everybody can agree that was out of pocket yeah she's she definitely tripping on that man but there's there's a lot of work to be done um most definitely. Right. let's get with nakam and diana a chance to say something yes um well i too do agree that you know dinka privilege does exist um and, you know, I agree with what Atera was saying a little bit here and there, here and there. But I think it's because um, they are the majority, you know, the majority of them are in the office. The majority of them are, you know, um, own ownership to like this place and that place. And so that's why it does seem like they get the benefits of it, you know, um, whether because I have, I, have, I have family that went back home and they were telling me that there are certain places where if you are not Dinkin, like, they'll try to finesse you. 
you know, stuff like that. And so it's not necessarily privilege when it comes to like the government, when it comes to currency, it's little things like that mm-hmm. as well that still affect us, you know, who are not thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And all you guys' points are valid in, in all, you know, in their different ways. Um, my question is what I, I want you guys to take like 30 seconds to uh, tell me what your definition of privilege is. So even you two, Chudir, I want you to, to tell me what you think your definition of privilege is. Um, so you could go ahead, Chudir, and tell me what your definition of privilege is, and then I, I'll, I'll come back to, to the point that I'm trying to make. No. I, I think personally for me is, is the definition is, is benefiting from something that you really don't have no control of, but just because you, the person that you are, you get, you get put to a certain place to where you get certain uh, benefits from certain things just because of who you are. And it has nothing to do with what you've done. And you don't, there's nothing, nothing that you earn, but because of who you are, you just automatically get a certain benefit. That's what I think it is. Um, being privileged to me is um, basically like uh, having access to other things that other people can't have, but you never really like did anything to be where you are or, you know, have the things that you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I definitely got um, Trudy and, and read on that, man. I think it's a a special right given to you, you know, where you don't have to work for it, for anything, but it could be a, because of a certain status, your height, hair color, um, you know, tribe and so forth, you know, whatever that underlying um, giver might be. But it's, it's always having access to something that you did not work for, but it's specially given to you. Yeah, um, I agree with all three of them. It's just having certain immunities just because. Okay. Um, do you guys think that white privilege in America uh, benefits all white people? I believe so. Yeah, so a certain majority, yes, I would say to so. To a certain extent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Majority, yeah. But then you'll see yeah. some that don't have things handed to them because, you know, like, oh, my great-great-grandfather. Yeah, you don't find some cultures that have that. Um, so I'm asking those questions because I want to lay out a foundation of where my points are going to be coming from. Um, it's you as a person, especially if you live in the West, especially if you live in America, you know what privileges are and you know what privileges aren't. As somebody that has went to the American school system, um, you understand that there's certain, as a black person in America, there's certain accesses you don't have because of the fact that you're a black person, not because you didn't work hard for them, not because you're not educated enough, but simply because of your race. And this is a long history of this country, which we could talk about that another day, but we all know firsthand experience what it means to be the disadvantaged individual in the situation of privilege. Um, so I think that when we look at our own um, own country, it's, it's, it's very easy to write off certain things because we're biased on those type of things. But we're so, you know, we're very aware when it comes to like being in America or being a black person in America too, to be able to see that clearly without any objectives, uh, you know, getting in your way. 
privileges doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be, you know, put in office because you're Danka or because you're Noor. Like Diana said, there are places in South Sudan that because of the fact that you're not Denka or you're not Noor, you are not going to get into these places or you're not going to be serviced the way that you would be serviced otherwise. Those small microaggressions are what makes societies become a disproportionate in, of its citizens. Because let's say, for example, most of the teachers are Denka or most of the teachers I know are Noor. When there's other tribes that are obviously part of South Sudan, I went to school in Africa. I know what the school system is. Unless you pass your test scores, you can't go to the next level. It doesn't matter how old you are. So you could be like 17 and be in the third grade if you're not passing. So you're not going to get passed. However, let's say that the head minister of that school is Denka Ornor, um, and they see that this kid of their tribe, you know, you know struggling tremendously to go into the next level. As a human person, biologically, you're going to be like, I could just do that. And knowing that you're not probably not going to get in trouble because that's your person. That's your people. Just like in America, if you see a black person struggling, you will try to help them the best that you can simply because in some way, somehow, some form, you relate, you relate to that person more than the next person that who's not of, 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 of black people. That's just simple. As much we, I think that when we talk, especially on Twitter, when we talk about privileges and what privileges, what, what are the privileged tribes in South Sudan, it's so, we, we think in our own experiences, like, you know, if I were to go to South Sudan, I wouldn't be privileged. Or if I, we're not thinking about, this is not, has nothing to do, not even, because South Sudan, there's people that live even further beyond South Sudan in, in you know, as tribal ways. We're not taking the average person in South Sudan to put in that position for us to have these conversations. We're putting ourselves in these conversations, but we're not even realizing how privileged that we are, that we're able to have these conversations to begin with, you know? So to, to, to make a point, my point is that I agree with, Mawit, I agree with you. Rita, I agree with you. And Diana, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's, there, there are privileges and there are people in South Sudan who are in power position who are not distri distributing, you know, certain things or certain, you know, certain services or certain opportunities to all people. They will take care of their house first before they go to their neighbor. And again, this is not, this is, this is just a human flaw. You want to take care of your people before you take care of other people first. But you have to be able to know what you're doing is disadvantaging everybody as a country because if rita has a higher iq or higher you know grade point average than me and there's a program that could only take one and my uncle picked me because i'm his niece and not her that's doing something that's not okay for the country especially we're going to go overseas because at the end of the day you want to take the best candidate that could execute the job to the best of their abilities, not because of their blood relation, not because of the fact that they're your tribe, not because of that, but because the American are trying, even the American are having struggles with that because it's not that easy to do so. So I think that the microaggression of things is the level of privileges that is more prevalent to us. And what we, when we, when we think about, oh, it's not like, oh, you know, this, this person is the chairman of this, um, because they're, they're Danka because they're not, no, like 
likely there were more qualified candidates than the person that's in charge right now. But because the fact that the people that were before them were that tribe, they have like 90% chance of getting that seat. And I think that until we recognize that and really have an honest conversation about that, the struggle of South Sudan that our parents, that we watch our parents went, go through, is just going to be a cycle of repeating itself unless we come and, and confront those ideologies and, and understanding that, yes, we, we, have, we have biases, yes, we, we have privileges, and yes, we you know, treat people differently depending on what tribe they come from, regardless of what their background educationally or, or mental IQ is. Um, and we do pick bias. Like, I think we all have to come to a conclusion that, yes, this, this is what's going on and, and in order for us to change it. So, yes, I agree. There is privilege twice in South Sudan. And I know that, you know, it's hard. Like, I'm, an, I'm newer. I know that there are, like, as a newer person, even in the United States, guys, even amongst our friends, we know that certain people are treated a certain way because of the tribe that they come from. And we have to recognize that. So in order for us to say there's no privileges whatsoever, that's dangerous. That's setting us back more. That's, 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 that's blocking off the honest conversation that we actually have to, to have in order to change these systems. And I think that as a country, as young people, it's up to us to change the old narrative of how our parents brought up this. Because at the end of the day, there is some point in your life where you have to choose to think for yourself, regardless of how you were brought up and, or what, what, um, what, what, what your family believes before, because we know better. We live here. It's not like we're in South Sudan. It's not like we, you know, we have other systems that we could compare our situation to where we could actually, you know, sit and reflect and be like, Oh wait, we could see that clearly, you know? So I just, I just hope that, you know, whoever is there listening, challenge yourself enough to think outside of what your parents or family or tribe have taught you about South Sudan and of course about the Bank of the North and every tribe out, outside of, of your own tribe. All right, so let me just say this because I didn't really have a, a chance to say how I really feel about this situation. So when it comes to a white village right here in America, right? Like we all agree that a lot of white people you know, get benefit from it just by being white. And the reason why that is, is not because all white people are racist. We know all white people, they're not racist, but there's a system that was put in place, right? So that it benefits white people, regardless if they're racist or not. They don't have an option. They don't have a choice in this. They just, even a lot of white people agree that there is white people, but even though they, they can't do nothing about it because that's how the system was, was, was put in place. So I, I feel like when it comes to Danka and North people, I think we, the privilege is not actually there yet, but I feel like especially like Danka people, they want to start putting that system in place to where down the line, Danka are more benefited from the system than any other tribe. I don't think it's there yet. I know we all, we all feel like it's there yet, but I feel like the Danka, like the majority of the government is, is under Danka control, right? So I feel like they're trying to put the system in place to where down the line, you, Danka children will, will be benefiting from it for years to come, you know? It's also North people too, like North people fighting to get into power so that they feel so that so they so that so that down the line their kids also have benefits that other people might not be getting. I think that's Sorry this is where you off. Sorry to cut you off, Judy. Ahead, I don't know if you finished or not. But it's not that later on down the road it's happening. It's happening. It's right now. Happening. This is the system. It's happening. This is the system. Why do you think our country is broke? South Sudan is broke right now. We ain't got no money. 
that's why like if you send a hundred dollars right now the currency is so high i'm just waiting for a hundred dollars to hit fifty thousand yeah, yeah but, but, no but listen though, listen the reason why i say it is not there yet i mean it's there a little bit but not really the reason why i say that is like right now right a regular dang person is not going to benefit from anything you know like you don't know that earlier. like my was saying earlier no listen let, uh, let me finish real quick so right now a lot of dang are dang in power right and the, anybody who's a part of the government their family's eating and a regular dang person right now that just live anywhere is not going to benefit because as of right now there's, there's really not law put in places to where a certain thing is done behind the scene yet you know but i feel like those systems will be put in, in place eventually yeah i know you said the money is being eaten by us that's a government people that's a government there's no system in place where other random uh, uh dang people will be benefiting from it but if if, if, if the thing goes the way they're going right now that's where we're going to end up down the, down the line because South Sudan is, is new. It's a new country. All the laws and everything hasn't been set yet. It's like a mole. Everything is being ordered. Everything is everything is being. Oh, sorry, continue. No, I was saying like it's a new country. Right? Everything is still being ordered yet. Nothing is like in concrete yet. So everything is being ordered. So if we allow certain people to mold the country this way, that's how it's going to be down the line. You know, I feel like there's there's still a lot of things that's new. You know, the system and everything else. You know. And I feel like a lot of Dengue people believe that South Sudan should be controlled by them. Like they feel like they put the most work in to make it to make it free. You know, even though the reason why they were like maybe like more Dengue people or more North people fought in the war, I mean the Civil War, right? That's because we the we're the majority of the tribe. Like if you have the big number, of course more you're gonna go join the fight. You know? It doesn't mean other people other tribes they don't wanna fight, they just they don't have a bigger number, but they you know, they send yeah, anyway. Just because they're traveling out as big, they're gonna send a small amount of people to go join the war. Like if your family's only five of y'all, you're not gonna send the, the, the whole the whole group to go fight. You might send one, and then if there's twenty people, they might send five instead because they have a bigger number. And I feel like dang, people feel like because they have the majority or the highest number in the military that they deserve a certain part in in controlling the country just because the majority of the military or the army was mostly uh, Danka and Nur. You know, and I don't think that's how we should be working. That's just my thought on that. Go ahead, Reed. I think you're trying to say something. No, I was just trying to say, like, about... For me, I feel like a whole lot of this can be avoided. Well, not avoided, but it can start to be prevented if, like, us, the youth, we were serious enough about, like, being on our parents' necks or being on our community leaders next about like like what's going on in the country like for us here in the states like if we were to apply pressure to like our parents our community leaders they would then apply it to the people back home because that's what they're doing the community stuff for the people back home aren't they not and so like the people back home they have this mentality like i mean how would I say maybe like a dictatorship mentality? Let me just say like that. Because yeah. like a monarchy, like a monarchy, like there's yeah. rule, one ruler at all times, like no matter what. Yes, and so I feel like if our people here is to like start like disagreeing with them and like applying pressure on them or like just trying to help them change and stuff like that, I feel like it can be changed, even like. Let's say, like, the government kids, if they were, like, to tell their parents, like, you know, like, what you're doing is not right, or, like, you need to do this and this, like, like, they have to start, like, 
like really for me i feel like they should be the ones applying more pressure on their parents than anybody else because at the end of the day you guys we're all human beings we all know right from wrong like i understand like y'all trying to eat or y'all trying to get whatever y'all trying to get but not the not at the expense of like other people's lives and stuff like that i mean i, I don't know i just feel like a whole lot can be changed but people aren't making any moves for it I just, oh, like, I just feel like they're just so stuck in their old ways and they're comfortable with where yeah. they're at. Yeah, they're comfortable. That's what it is. They're comfortable where they're at. Yeah. And they're ready for change. And it's like, I get what you're saying about saying um, that us here in the States, we should be applying pressure, but it's like, what can we do? We're not back home with them. We don't get to see stuff that's happening behind the scenes. So it's like, what can we do here in America that's going to, you know, spread the word that's going to help that's going to change the country um like, i don't know has been independent for what eight like, years now? Guys notice, like now or maybe like in your states like like just look in your states like when there's events happening like you see like Dinka events only Nure events only equatorial mm-hmm. events only and before it used to be everybody together you know it wasn't just like one like like i understand if it's like let me see like a wedding or like like a traditional wedding or something like that. But like you find other like events that are going on, like meetings and stuff. And it's only just like one group, one group, like one tribe or stuff like that, you know? Like stuff like, that's not helping the country here at all. If, if people are really like trying to like reform the country, help South Sudan get better, we have to stop like segregating ourselves, like with the whole like, events conferences like i like like for example like it's okay if we do like like everybody is still gonna like be for their tribe for their people yes but like if we're really gonna like help ourselves we have to stop being segregated like i've seen it a lot like i'm seeing it a lot actually like where people don't want to show up to other people's events because of like who they are or their tribes and stuff like that right i feel like stuff like that don't help at all and it's like people are extending that invitation that's the thing you know but yeah they're not coming just (laughs) because of whatever reason um and so i feel like that's probably the biggest issue because the invitations are being extended regardless of what tribe you are but Mm -hmm. they're just not showing up they're just not supporting they're just not coming together so it's like what can we do exactly to have everyone in one room um if i may I think that we're doing it, to be honest. Um, I know Diana, Chudier, and Rita as well. Um, you guys are very, very, you know, took it up on yourself to, to lead the youth in your own communities, which I applaud you guys for that. That's amazing. You guys are doing amazing work. Um, I, I personally don't think that those need to be dismantled in any way whatsoever. However, I believe that if we, if you guys, the leader of each of those tribes, got together and have a community of your own together, um, then, then that would create an environment where you guys will, you're like the Diana will invite her youth or her her youth group and Judy and Rita and whoever might be in charge at that time, and have an event like that, but for all of the tribe and all of you leaders mm-hmm. are up there 
and just kind of coming together because the thing about it is people don't like their individuality to be threatened or feel like they have to give up their own individualistic ways in order for the collective to work. I think a lot of people know that for the collective to work, the person as an individual has to be at a place where they're, they're, they're sufficient enough for them to give themselves on, on, onto the collective, um, if that makes sense. So I think that I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, with Rita on, on dismantling those, those type of, of, of um, organizations or, or by, 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 by the long shot, because those are needed. There's certain things that, there's certain importance of, of your culture. Like there's sacredness. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think you understood me. I, okay, I, didn't say that, I, I didn't say that it wasn't okay for like mm -hmm. us to like not have our conferences and stuff like that. No. But like let's say like there's like a baby shower or something, you know, you'll find that only like oh it's only the Dinka girls there or it's only mm -hmm. like the Dinka like people there. But like invitations were sent out to the Equatorians, but they didn't show up because they mm -hmm. were injured, you know? Like that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. Okay. Like, if you really want to like support the community, like show yourself come out you know like show show that like i'm here you know like mm -hmm. like like we can work together stuff like that like yeah. i didn't like the conferences all of that yeah that's that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day you're nowhere i'm actually you feel me like mm -hmm. i know my roots just as much as you know your roots and i want to keep that that's mm -hmm. what makes it that because we're all our own you know we're all our own tribes mm -hmm. yeah yeah but what yeah man no um i think a lot of times with that too, like uh, people are aware of like, certain climate that we're in, you know what I mean? To where I feel like a lot of people just don't show up because they they see the climate, they see what's going on. They're like, I'm, I'm going to avoid that, just stay out the mix. You know what I mean? You see, you see things nowadays, people going on Facebook Live and everybody coming at each other and, you know, it gets, it, it gets ruthless. Facebook Live get ruthless. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of people just like, I'm not even going to go to this event because... I don't even want to be in that mix, you know what I mean? Let me just stay at home. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of people because if you look at it, a lot of people want, like, we all want the same thing, right? We all come in here. We, we all say, hey, we want everybody to come together. We want peace and so forth. Hey, Moe, let me cut you off real quick. Uh, yeah. it's, it's showing that I got a minute left. If we cut, it, if we cut us off, I'm going to just give you guys a new uh, information to log right in. Just letting you guys know. Go ahead. But yeah, um, I, I think everybody wants the same thing. But it's, it's that everybody sees the climate, they see what's going on, and they're like, I'm just going to avoid it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but we'll, for how long are we going to avoid it? At, at some time, we're going to have to face it. No, how, no, long, like, how long is everybody going to keep avoiding and running away and running away? And, running? and then everybody's just going to get old and the community just going to go their own way. Yeah, but like, like, I, like, like I was saying, no, that's definitely right. Uh, but... It's just a lot of people are like, you know what? Let me, let me just avoid it to stay out the mix. But definitely, like Kim said, man, I think there, there needs to be some conversations had between all the, like the heads of the certain groups and so forth that can kind of bring everybody together. You know what I mean? Um, even if it's them talking behind the scenes about certain things they can do to start implementing changes within the certain communities. And all these heads of communities, I, I think they know each other in a, in a certain form or fashion. Where like, that's definitely possible, but there's there's a conversation that needs to be had, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I think right, Rita made. It's not gonna. Sorry, we're not gonna cut off now. We're good. We're good. Oh, okay, awesome. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You figured this whole Zoom Zoom thing out. I I have no clue how this thing works. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think Rita was saying something about um, 
how like you know we're we have to apply pressure to our parents and and because they're they're the the gap between you know our world and the the world back home and i think that's a very good point um However, you know, even in your own life, when you don't agree with something, it doesn't matter who comes to you about it. At the end of the day, you know, you guys have to understand, like, our parents, they were born into this, they grew up into this, and their, you know, perception about these things, about South Sudan, about the state of South Sudan, is very deeply, deeply ingrained in them. Because they actually went through the physical labor of, of, of being, you know, we're, we're privileged, man. Like, they, these, these, our parents were displaced from their homes where their great-great-grandparents were at at some point, where they were born. They were displaced. They have family members around the world and probably will never see simply because of the fact that South Sudan has been in such a, a distressed state for so long. So even when we come in and talk, try to explain to them, the only way to change this is 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 for us to come together. It's like, what what are you? Are you are you are you drunk? Like, no, we're not gonna come together. They killed my family. They they displayed my home. They, you know, they're still not in the process of heal where they could look at things from a perspective that we're seeing it. Us, we have we have a layaway. We have a window that we could see things in a different way because culturally we are influenced by other cultures here. You know, um, I dare us to go to, to Africa and try to have this conversation with the youth from our communities, from our own community. Like, yeah. go your, your, your cousin that has lived back home since whenever. They've never been to Ethiopia. They've never been to Egypt. They, they've always just lived in that way, you know. So I think it's, 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 it's good to, to kind of put ourselves in their position and see how they might be perceiving these things because I feel like it's just easier to see things from your own perspective and not put the other person in, in their viewpoint. Just like, you know, somebody that's Danka might not see the privilege of being a Danka person because simply they've never directly have benefited from that. And that's true. There are white people in America that don't directly benefit from, you know, from the white privilege. But at the end of the day, they're not being, you know, racially profiled. You know, those people are are still benefiting, even if they're not benefiting to the extent that they would want. Um, and that's a comparison to the point that was made earlier about there's certain places in South Sudan where you're not going to get the best service simply because you're not from a certain tribe. Those type of things are the ones that are creating the system. The system is already created. They're just not sophisticated enough to execute it to the point that they want to execute it in. I think that they're still at a very infant stage where we could still change things and turn things. And I believe that that start with having these type of conversations and really coming together and, and bringing our perspective together and respecting one another perspective, regardless of how different it might be from you. Because at the end of the day, you know for a fact that people see things from their experiences, from their, their own way of, of being in the world. So you have to give them enough respect to, to know that as much as you want them to hear you out, you have to be able to, to do the same for them. Uh-huh. Uh, um, what's your response on what I said earlier about like, uh, the Danko people want to mold the country a certain way because they feel like for the most part they belong to them? Um, yeah. Oh, definitely oh. People, uh, certain people that, that feel that way. They yeah. feel like, oh, just because, you know what I'm saying, I, I put in this work, I fought for the country, I should get a license. You know what I mean? There's definitely people that do feel that way. Um, but, however, I think that goes across the board. Uh, not only with data folks, that's everywhere. If you, like, yeah. I've been back home, there's people like, who are Victorian who feel the same way too. Like, man, we put in this work too. We deserve a piece of this pie. I think, to, to that point, 
it speaks on like their lives as like the soldiers who put in actual physical work. They feel like they should take whatever. Like that's that's why right now South Sudan's military run country. It's those folks who put in that work in the government. They come and say, I, I got shot for this country. I shot people for this country. I deserve a slice of this cake. I don't think that's just a like a thing. Yeah, but there has to be boundaries. There has to be boundaries. To no, no, I agree with you. Right now, I'm just yeah. to what he said. I definitely agree there has to be boundaries. Uh, but I definitely agree with you too that earlier where you said it's there's not a system in place where the regular person benefits from it. The only people that benefit mm-hmm. from it are the people that got them you got through connections right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way you can benefit from it. You know what I mean? Um I definitely can kind of agree with you too to where you said down the line it can get bad, right? But yeah. right now at this at this moment, like there's there's not it's not it's not in a place where any regular person can benefit from it. The only people, like I said, that are benefiting from any type of privilege that they have there are people that have connections to those people in government, right? Uh, number two, when you, when you said um, that there's certain places that you can go and if you're not Dinka, you can't get a certain type of customer service, you get treated a certain way, right? But let me ask you this. In South Sudan right now, right, there are certain places that even I can go as a Dinka person, I'm not even Dinka anymore, and I can't get <laughs> <laughs> like that's a derogatory term towards Incas, right? So the thing about tribal privileges is it's only uh, like allowed to you by your own tribe members. Yeah. There's certain places where you go and you're getting treated better because you're learning, and I'm getting looked at as that as that young nigga right there. You know what I mean? There's some places where you go, you'll get you'll get fair treatment, but I won't get it. But it's only awarded yeah. to you by your tribal mates. And everybody's spread apart. They're doing their own thing. And that's why that's dangerous. And that's why we must debunk that. It should never be like that. Everyone does it. I think the thing that we don't realize most is that not only are we all victims of like any tribal wrongdoings, but we're also all perpetrators of it. But that's the same thing that's happening here in the States too. Yep, you know, you're going to the north side, that's African-American south side, that's Hispanics, west yep. side, that's, you know, you're always going to be treated differently because of what you look like, period, you know? It doesn't matter who, where you're at in the world. Yeah. Right. But yeah, but the reason why I was saying what I was saying earlier about the system being put in place, cause like, like, okay, this is just a rumor cause I don't know how true this is, but you know, there was rumors going around talking about how like, you know, when government get money, they will go to like a certain amount of dang kids and then send them to different countries to so get certain education on to take over the position once they get done from getting this education from the different country and stuff like that. And you know, that's, that's, that's privilege right there to where, you know, you can go to like dang people be like, hey, let me get take, take your kid, take, take your kid, take your kid. We're gonna go train them for whatever then they get trained for and then we're gonna bring them back so they can run the country. And that's all government money. Uh, no, I, I know I've seen it happen, but living there, but that's, it's like, it's not like a whole like, oh, dinga folks get, get in a meeting and start taking kids. It's, it's literally people just taking their own kids or their direct nephews. Yeah. Like it's literally the people that's in power taking them, taking their direct kids and the people right closest to them, and they yeah. put them in schools. And that's and I mean, and that's why other tribes are like pissed about it because again, like we were saying, well, they do our too. government is ran they mainly. Do yeah, it's got, our government is ran mainly by Dinkins, you know. So when you're, because um, there was a, uh, I applied for this uh apprenticeship in Egypt like back in 2018 I was gonna do it for like two months but it didn't work out and 
you know, as I was doing my applications and stuff like that, of course they assigned somebody to like help you through the application process, blah, blah, blah. Um, this lady that I was working with pretty much asked me if I was Denka. And I told her, no, I was no. It's like, and then she pretty much made the point. I'm like, oh, it would be great to have a different, tri like pretty much somebody from a different tribe this year to attend this um, instead. Because for the past five years, it's always been somebody that's Denka. I'm like, oh, really? Like, that's interesting. So that only, I wouldn't, and I went and got into a rabbit hole of, of, of just digging into things. And almost it seems as if apparent that most of the kids that are getting an education overseas are of Dankans. And I have to step back a little bit and say, it's not because they're Dankan, it's because the fact that most people that are in powerful positions are of Dankans. So this, these are their family. And it seems like the whole Dankan tribe is being, you know, being the one that's getting a, a, a proper education in the West and not everybody else. I think that's where people are getting you know, the disconnect and getting pissed off at is the fact that when they do see those numbers online, there's no backstory on why there's 20 Dinkin kids on this list of, of, of people going to study abroad and maybe two or three of other different tribes in. And I think seeing, especially when I saw that, I was like, whoa, like this is so not fair. But then again, I had to step back and say, oh, wait, you know, if you work at a company, Diana, and you know, you're, you're, you're the head of HR, and I, now my daughter comes in and some lady, random daughter comes in and we have pretty much the same, you know, background, whatever. You and I have a personal relationship. You're mm -hmm. gonna pay a little bit closer attention to my daughter's application than the other random person that brought their daughter application. And that's just, and, and we have to understand that these people that are, are run, no offense to them and I'm not trying to like undermine them or anything or disrespect them in any way or assume that they're not, but, they're not they're not the people that will put a scenario and try to see in five different aspects mm -hmm. they're not going to entertain that because they don't have the mental capacity to do that since they only know one way of doing things and we have to also put in, in um in consideration that the systems that they are learning from are not they're not as they're not a democracy that succeeded these are people the leaders that our leaders look up to are dictators and monarchists like of people they're not people who you know practice democracy at least they're, they're not to a successful you know rate so i think that sometimes they just do it because they don't know any better that's all they're accustomed to yeah i just you know i don't know no, no, I, I definitely agree with that, man. Uh, but I think another thing that people kind of seem to misconceive too is uh, proportionality, right? Because even if you look at politics, right, proportional representation, it's where a certain group of people, if you're this population, you get certain positions of government, you get more positions of government, represent your people and so forth, right? There's more dignity people in government than any other tribe out there because that's just the majority tribe. That's just how it's going to happen, right? When you talk about like even opportunity, Dinka, Dinka and Nora make up damn near 50% of the country, right? Mm -hmm. When people do get those positions, where do you think it's going to come from? Dinka, right. that's, that's a 50-50 chance that that person could be either Dinka or Nora, right? As opposed to the other tribes that you don't see, right? But the thing about that is, like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't give you, like, anybody any other access to that. Yes, we have more people in government, but it's because we're a big population. We have more people that fought in, in the war. No, 
Sorry. I can't I I can't agree to an extent, but I can't. Because like we'll have like some like Equatorians that are in the government, but then you look at the positions and they're like assistant this or advice this or whatever the case is. They'll be in a lower position than a person that doesn't even have the qualifications to be in that position. You see? So it's like, there's people out there trying or whatever the case is, but still they get knocked down because they're not that. They're not Dinka. They're not rare. So I don't know. And that, I think that's, that's, a, that's a discussion on its own too. But yeah. like, I, I, even with that too, like that, that's definitely a different discussion on its own because that's another thing people are finding out with. All these people who think they deserve those positions because they found them or whatever and they're pushing down the people that are actually qualified for those positions. It definitely happens. But I don't, There's a lot of different ways that this could be and this could be seen and this could go. Um, there is. Uh, Diana, you haven't said anything for a while. Yeah. No, I hear, I agree with what Tara's saying. I feel like that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic <laughs> for, you know, for the next episode, Cheater. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I give you ideas, you know, I got you. For sure. All right, All right bro. Okay, let's push up, the, push up a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, let me ask you, uh, my first though, how you feel about the president, man? Like, Silver Kier, how you feel like he's running the country? Oh, man, everybody know he's doing a terrible job, bro. <laughs> to say the least. Listen, bro, okay, like, so, is, so, okay, okay. I think another problem that a lot of us, like, when I say a lot of us, like, the other tribe, that's not Denka, like, we have a problem with the fact that a lot of Denka don't want to admit that. They don't want to, you know, say that, oh, uh, the president is doing bad. They want, when other tribe uh, criticize the government, they feel like Denka people are being attacked. With not, it's not really yeah. Denka people being attacked. Like, We're attacking the government, like, and just because the government happened to be majority Denka doesn't mean everybody is attacking Den Denka people. We think the government, I mean, the president is terrible. We're we'll going to the the country with is terrible, and they should be out of there. You know, they need to go ASAP. But no, to speak on that, I definitely agree with you. Well, JCE, Jane Council of Elders, Jane Council of Elders. I get that. No, no, I definitely agree with you. But um, I think what that is, I've seen, I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum, where people are actually criticizing the government, and they're, you know, they're making the right criticisms as they should, right? And people might take it the wrong way. But I've seen some slick stuff happen behind the name of just attacking the government. Like there's people who who, who sneak in stuff in there. Like, they know they're out of pocket, and they, they try to hide it that way, try to make it seem like it's, it's genuine, but it's not. So I, I, I've seen it on both ends. I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, but this, this is where I've seen it, right? So let's say, let me just say another person, for example. Another person will say something on Facebook about a dang person. I mean, not a dang, about the government, right? But like, oh, several care need to go, blah, blah, blah. And then a, a random dang person will just come on the status and just comment, oh, we don't want anyone recommend to be president. You know, and even though, even though that's not the case, we just trying to say the president should go. Like everybody say Trump should go. We don't mean we want Obama to be president again. We just say he got to go because he's terrible. Yeah, thanks. You know, and that always happens. And every time an uh, argument starts like that. Yeah. How many years has he been in office? Mm. Well, too long. Too long. I'm going to ask you that question. Too long. But like. <laughs> the country began, nigga. <laughs> nah, he literally got out the gun and stuff, man. But nah, he's. 
he definitely need to go ASAP. Like, yeah. His turn been over. That's dictatorship. Huh? Say something. We gotta do better. <laughs> like no, but um, I like what Mawut was saying earlier about the whole people need to know their boundaries because right now that's like we're having a whole lot of issues, like in Equatoria, because like the Dinka they're bringing their cows from Jungle and where where else they're bringing them from we don't know, but on ships down the Nile River <laughs> into Juba. <laughs> then embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> you feel me? So <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but um but the thing is like for me personally, I don't care if they bring the cows to Juba because Juba is capital. You know, everybody gonna be there. Juba they can whatever whatever they feel like Taking the cows to Juba, that's fine. But for them to like go to our villages, our villages, I feel like that's like the most utmost like just disrespect. You feel me? Because you don't find anybody from that village that oh, let me get on the ship and go up to the north to go occupy their village, you know? Yeah. Like that's where like that's like that's what makes me me like that what's make like them going to like let's say like them going to like a chili land that's what makes me me i'm in actually you feel me me coming out to juba i'm coming out to juba as a south sudanese but when i go back to the village i'm in actually at the end of the day and you're taking that away from me you know so i feel like i feel like there has like boundaries must be set you guys cannot like I understand that, yeah, maybe you guys feel like, oh, we helped the country so much and whatever the case is, but you need to respect your boundaries. You know, you cannot go into somebody's village like that they've known their whole life, like that has been there since beyond you were even born. And Gali, you want to go like take your cows and occupy it and stuff over there. And then now like it's really becoming a problem because now the Equatorians are starting to kill their cows and they're getting frustrated. So now it's starting to become a problem between the Equatorian and the Dinka. For all of that to be avoided, they should not even be there. They should just take the cows and go somewhere else. Or if they want the cows there, ask, ask permission, ask permission. But nobody is asking for anything. They're just going and demanding and just taking people's things. And so they're all people out of their home to live where? Under trees, messing up crops. These crops are people's livelihoods. This is what they eat. This is what they survive on. Those cows yeah. coming there, cows don't know no better. They're gonna go mess everything up, and then what? Um, yeah, no, Rita, your frustration is valid in all points. Um, I think again, going back to the top problem, which is you know, uh, and, and I feel like it's so easy for us to understand these problems because we have other systems that we could use to put in, you know, a mayor in these issues, right? Like, we live in America, for goodness sakes. Like, we're black, black people in America, and we know the history of this country, right? So it's yeah. easy for us to, to understand and conceptualize these ideas and really see, and we could get in the root of the problem right away without taking, like, 20 years of revolution to happen, you know? Uh, that could save us time. And, and I'm saying this because at some point, only 
rich white men were able to make laws and vote and stuff like that and change things. And then eventually they were like, wait, you know, we're violating a lot of things. We need women to, to chime in too and have a voice. And we need people of color to talk because these rules that we're making are, you know, are affecting them as much as they're affecting everybody else. So yeah. in order for us to, I think that you're right about either asking or finding a better way for that transaction to happen. Now, if, if the actual government was a diverse place where it's not occupied by only one group or two group of, of, of tribes, then those ideas could be, you know, entertained, you know? There's four or five of us right now on this call, and we all have different perspectives because we all come from different backgrounds and we have different life experiences. Yeah. If one of us came up with an idea that we think that is a good idea and it's put out there, somebody's going to be like, whoa, what if these people see it this way instead of the way that you're seeing it? Mm. You know, because of the fact yeah. that there's no one, there's no type of diversity in the upper government, these laws are being made without other people chiming in on them and how they could affect other people outside of the group of people that are making these decisions. Um, so I think, again, the root problem is from the, the top of the government is, is changing their ways of selecting people that are in office from various. I personally think that in order for us to succeed and move forward as a country, we have to be able to almost have a, a leader for, from all places for us to have a good, you know, state of being. It just, it can't be just like North people. It can't be just um, like Asia people. It can't be Equatorian people, but all of us being being together and all of us sitting down, like how you guys and I are sitting down right now and, and seeing these, these perspective in a different way. You know, um, I think that problem stem from the top of the government. And, and I think that we, we got we to gotta do better there before we could, uh, we could do better elsewhere. I How many yeah. vice presidents do we have? I think we have like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> five. And they're just put there just to like make people shut up. But ain't, ain't none of them doing nothing. Like Yakma Chai, he can't do nothing. Wani Iga definitely ain't doing nothing. Like the other people, they're all not doing anything. They're just there like trophies. Like just to like have people like, oh, we have like, we have somebody from Equatorial, we have somebody from Norway, we have somebody from whatever up here. But yeah. things aren't being like, nobody's doing anything. Ain't none of them doing anything. It's still, how I see it, I feel like the Jane Council of Elders is running Salvacare. And Salvacare have no other option but to listen to him. The yeah, to him. That's, I was just about to ask my what the because you know, I feel like my who will know more than the rest of us. Do you feel like, oh, it's a rumor that everybody's been talking about, like, he doesn't really have power. He's just a puppet, like they say here in America, most president, they don't really run nothing. He got power, my guy. <laughs> he does? I don't, um, personally, I don't, I don't think he's being manipulated like, manipulated like a puppet. Mm -hmm. um, I, he might have people in his ear, you know what I mean? People he's close to might run, you know, get certain purposes out of it. But to be honest, I don't, I don't think they're running things behind the scenes, man, because the whole South Sudanese political scene is a mess. Um, also, the guys at Jen Kelsey Elders, those guys are donkeys, bro. They don't know nothing. They're just as bad as he is. They're not, like, I don't think they're capable enough to, like, manipulate him, manipulate him as people try to make it seem to be. I think, I don't even know what their role is. Like, definitely, you know what I mean? But I think that it's just more of they got, a, they got some of a curious ear. They can run some, some things past them, but 
as far as manip them manipulating stuff or controlling anything or not. Nah, I, I definitely don't see it. I don't have any evidence to it. You know what I mean? But I personally, I don't think so. I think it's just him running the country like how any other uneducated military man runs a country. With an iron fist, he does what he wants and he lets people under him just run freely where everybody in that government is literally just acting a mess. They're taking money here, they're doing this and they're doing that and because obviously the president doesn't care. He has no way to control y'all. He doesn't know how to control y'all. He doesn't know how to be talked about online. And as long as he's up there and he's, he's in power, he's fine with it. So everybody under him is running a mess. But yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think anybody controlling him. I think it's just a, a military warlord running the country like how a regular military warlord would, would run it. Well, um, I read I read a book I think last year I don't remember the title but it was it was written about South Sudan and on one of the chapters was talking about how like self security is not really a guy that's like like a macho type of man like he just kind of just take whatever people tell him and he just go with that like he's more concerned about being liked you know than actually you know being the man and all that so I think it is possible that he could be controlled easily. And in that book, they kind of pointed out too. They feel like he'll be manipulated easily. They tell him this, they tell him that, you know, and whatever they tell him, he he's just kind of take it, you know. So I, of course, it's just a book, you know. It ain't no saying that it's true or not. But I'm saying I read I read that one of the books that was written by South Sudan, and they were kind of pointing that out that he's kind of soft, you know. They kind of like the way he being portrayed portrayed sometimes. They kind of make it seem like oh, he's hard body. He really do this, he does that. But uh, that's not the case. He's actually soft. No. I think that's in the way that he's getting manipulated because he doesn't know how finances work, right? So he just appoints anybody, you, Ministry of Finance. And now the finance guy knows this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I can take yep. money from him, right? I can, we call him, baby. <laughs> I can sit here running we your and things are going great, bro. This it's, it's cool, and I'm taking money from you, and it's because you don't know it. I think it's being manipulated in that sense. That's why <laughs> was the the uh, the minister of finance was fired, right? Once oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the country went broke, <laughs> he should have been fired, to be honest. <laughs> but you know that's. Uh, that, that's my isn't it fear of like a third grade level of reading? Like, isn't that like his level of reading? Like, it's like a, like it's a, it's a third grader or something. I think it's worse than that, to be honest. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad, yo. It's sad. It's definitely worse than that. And I, <laughs> the only thing that I'm worried about for South Sudan is, I think people look at it like, I mean, Salvador definitely is is a problem. He is the problem. But however, let's say you took him out, right? Who are you gonna replace him with? It's gonna be the same, another person with the same mentality, one of these guys as a, as a general that has less than a third grade level of understanding and we're gonna be back in the same position. We Maybe they won't be We need to do election though, that's what we need to do. We choose cause, cause self secure was not elected, he was just appointed. Yeah, he was appointed. Oh, no. we're, doing a, yeah. we're doing an election, we'll, then we'll see how that turned out. Maybe we choose the right person, maybe we don't. Nah, uh, I didn't they have this conversation already before though? Did they? Yeah. I swear, I feel like that's what that's what I say. This just—it's a conversation that just keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening, and we're just going in a circle because nothing is being done. And also, I found some of the information out about our constitution. 
so the guy who wrote the constitution is a nor law is allowed like we're related somehow my cousin told me about this um uh, baby d sisters um and pretty much the constitution like this man has a phd from the west like this is a very educated very well adverse knowledgeable person however when the constitution was released like his first draft and the, the actual draft of the constitution are like 360 difference and apparently this and this is you know this is a hearsay so you know i don't i don't want anybody to you know don't quote me on this but apparently pretty much it's placed in the constitution that you can't replace him like you can't move him out of power unless he dies who was that kid? yeah or any president that takes over after that that's crazy yeah and so i and i was like i feel like they took a picture of the north of the knees that's dictatorship. That that's, not, sense, that's not. That's not. That's not. That's not. Because you know how easy it is to manipulate somebody to sign something that that they they can't read it or or comprehend what they're reading. Yeah. Even if Selvaki doesn't, even if Selvaki doesn't agree with what's on the document, the people around him, his counsel, the people that actually translate or or tell him, they could influence his decision on on what what document he's signing, he's not signing, and I'm sure they do. But I, got, I gotta see that. That's wild. Yes, that's crazy. If that's true, that's crazy. And who certified that? If that was the case, yeah, if, if what? they had to go through different hands to. to yeah, like who? So pretty much, because the guy that wrote it went in exile. Like nobody could find him because of the fact that the document was that that much horrible. Like he's been in exile for about a year, going two years now. Uh, yeah. because Definitely. Is he still alive? His life was in danger. His life was in danger. Like people were gonna kill him for drafting such a document like that. So he had to go, like run away, or else. They and didn't read the document beforehand. The theory, no, he did. But you have to understand, though, Diana, it's not him writing the document and saying this is what's gonna be. Like there's certain, like you know, things that you have to put in place before you write that document because this is literally the Constitution of South Sudan. So when he made his draft, the one that is supposed to be in. Child, look, they, they said, no, we don't want this. We want you to write this, this, and this, and this, and that. Here, we write it. Mm -hmm. so, the it the way that they want him to write it, not the way that it should be written. And and that's what, obviously, that's, I feel like I would go in exile, too. Because if somebody come to me and say, I'm going I'm to kill your wife, your kids, and you, if you don't do it the way that I do it, or else. You so best believe you I write it that. And then go into exile? Yeah. That's not really the Wild Wild West. I think we literally <laughs> just tear, tear everything down and kind of start over. It's the new country. We could write a new constitution. No. But look though, <laughs> those type of documents are like the doc you can you you could you could add more, you could revise them, but as far as the actual body of it, it's very, very hard to 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 pretty much like burn it and well, start that, over. That's that part could be revised. Take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, and like it was, that, it was it, saying it, like 80% of South Sudan belong to the Danka, um, and they scaled it out. Remember a while ago, I think about a year ago or so, um, there was like they were changing like certain parts of South Sudan that was given to certain groups. Yes, they, were, they changed yeah. the states, yeah. they changed all of that. They went to 21 states, they went to 
15 states, 22 states. I was, yep. was just too many states. That was, part, that was part of that situation. That was part of that situation. And because they have to follow what the, because the thing about it is how these programs are created is like, that's what the law say. Or what, this is what the constitution say. This is, and you guys see this all the time in the American uh, democracy. Like they're always going to refer to the, the constitution, the people, you know, this is what our founding fathers believed in. And we should practice that. Is the best art. You I'm know what I mean? Like they're going to use that that document as a like a, a crunch to to have you know to to use it as an excuse to oppress other people, you know. But again, don't quote me. Did you say? But again, don't quote me. I don't even know how these people do it, bro. I wouldn't want to be president for uh, for life. Bro, annoying. Watch out, us. I'm real, telling you, real. If, it's, for real. <laughs> if it's real, if it's real, you know how many presidents will get assassinated? Because ain't nobody gonna have them for like oh, that long. They're gonna end up starting to kill people. That's gonna happen. You know. Oh I yeah, don't, I, because I don't think it's Africans, Africans don't follow the the regular dictatorship like rules. Like they don't. No. They will go out of their way to. They they gonna find you like <laughs> they, they they still got the village mentality. We're not gonna be here sitting and having a debate. Like no, we're gonna fight like physically. Like we're gonna have a debate physically, and you're gonna have to see me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's it. They're they're not they're not at the level of civilized enough yet to to be like oh we could handle this. And that's the issue. And that's a really big issue because like like you see like how we live here in america like like for example like sudanese local time people show up whenever they want to show up here in america 12 o'clock is 12 o'clock you have to be there at 12 o'clock or else you're late or whatever 11 45 baby 1145. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah sudanese black people we don't have that structure like that strictness yeah you find like some people here and there they do it but majority of us we don't have that you know like we don't have like okay like this needs to be done like this this needs to be done like this this needs to be done like this you know we don't have that yeah so it's really an issue as well when we're talking about developing and changing stuff i think i think the best thing for the country is that if a lot of us that come to america or all these different other countries that come and get educated and learn how things should be run we all just need to you know all go back because if we could all get along here in the u.s and all of us go back and maybe we could change oh the country, i'm planning you know? on going back today yeah but it can't it'd be like one and two people here and there it gotta be a lot of us that's going back because we got to send out the worst that's the worst true you know what i mean because if a bunch of us just stay here and a few people go back they're gonna, they're gonna have a hard time trying to change things you know yep so it has to be a lot of people going at once. You know, if, if somebody come from here, go back, that represent a rare tribe, who another person here that represent a different tribe, we all go back. We understand how things are supposed to work. When we all come together, we understand how we're supposed to communicate and how to change things and work together. You know, it's, instead of like a lot of people back there where they just, they just come to the table and all they're thinking about like, how could I get more for my people? You know, how could I make sure that my people get more than everybody else? And that's not how you come to the table. You want the best for everybody. That can be the mindset. That, that definitely needs to happen. I think a lot of people from here also need to go back home and just live and listen. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times people like, and I always see this too, like for people who leave here and they go back to South Sudan and they, they kind of get this like superiority complex where they feel like, 
they're kind of above people or they can go straight to church. Yes. Oh my God. Because you're from America. You're from this, that's true. From that's America. true. Yeah. But a lot of times, man, um, it, the problem isn't, I feel like it's not just us out here, but you got to think the problem is the people back in South Sudan because the people in the villages, right? The regular civilians who have this mindset ingrained in them. And you'll see it's, it's everybody has this mindset, right? That we're talking about. And that's what we got to reach, it's the regular citizens, the locals, and so forth. I feel like a lot of us need to go back home and listen and learn, man. Because even like, with my experience of living there for almost five years, I learned a lot that I would have never, ever, ever learned, you know what I mean, from being here or studying or reading articles and not like that. But there, there's some things you have to go, you know, experience and feel for yourself. And even with my time five years, I, I learned a lot, but there's still a lot more that I didn't get, a, you know, get a chance to learn. I feel like that's what a lot of us need to do, man. Just go back there and actually study what the problem is, because a lot of times for me, I don't, I don't look at it as a problem, right? It, it is a problem, yes, but I look at it as like there's, there's simple changes to them. Like even the whole idea of why our country's in shambles right now, it's because everybody, like you said, everybody works for self. I think right now what we need is a leader that works for everybody, even if they're not from a certain tribe, you know what I mean? But they understand the, the struggles and so forth with everybody else and puts, and puts themselves, everybody first. I think that's what we're gonna well, do, get ahead. But there's definitely a lot of learning that needs to happen. Um, I also have to add on to going off of what Mahwood is saying. Simply, I don't think anybody would listen to us as if we were to go and try to lead them. Like, because they're going to know, like, you don't know our struggle. Like, how dare you? Like, like how we get, again, going back to the American system. Like, how we feel when, when Joe Biden says something about Black people. Like, who are you? Like, you're not a Black man. You don't know what it's like to be a black person in America, let alone be, you know, like you don't speak for me because you don't know my struggle. If we were to go back in the mentality that we know, we have to know that we can't do that. We have to find ways to bridge the gap between, you know, us and, and the people back home. Because again, like Mahmoud would say, the way that they are ingrained in these ideologies is beyond our wildest imagination, beyond, beyond. Um, one of my uh, uncles, literally yesterday uh one of my like they're not like my bloodly related cousins but they're like our families are very close we're from like the same tribe and, and so on and so forth uh -huh. and they had just recently moved to one of their sons has just recently moved to africa um after living obviously living here for a long time and um they their girlfriend is a danka woman and this man was literally crying to me about how you know he came here got all this dissertation just hang out to hand, end up with a danka man or a danka woman like, you know, that's, and he sees that as a loss. And I was like, wait, but then, and you know, like this man like almost slapped me when I said this, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would have, my mom wasn't there. Uh, and I was like, well, weren't you, cause this guy have always dated white women, right? Yeah. And then I was right. like, oh, well, weren't you guys getting mad at him for not having a Sudanese girlfriend or like uh, dating a Sudanese woman? Would you rather have him marry a white woman or a Sudanese non-Nor woman? And this man like was like holding back, like I swear, because they believe like, you know, like to them, that's that's the ultimate betrayal. And and he's low, you know. So like the the the, the relationship between low and Denka people are, is, is even more tense because of the fact that we're neighbors and we always like, you know, clash. So, you know, even even though this man have lived here, even though this man knows america even though this man knows that the people marry outside of their like you know their their tribes and stuff like that but the fact that it was a danka woman is an issue like that's a oh, problem and he feels like he lost his son parents 
Uh-uh. Who's upset? Him or his parents? His No, his parents. This was his dad talking to me. Oh. Yeah, it was his dad. Yeah, his dad was, like, complaining about how this man is very well-educated, nor man, and he ends up with the Danka woman, and it's pretty much a loss for the community. And then I you heard that the a lot, of, though. You heard that a lot. Yeah. Oh, we that's the, that's right. the first you know, question girl, that your parents even, will ask you if they're talking to somebody is what tribe yes. are they? Yes. That's the first question. They might not even see I'm you Right. That's like, <laughs> like, like, I remember one time, like, my dad was telling me, he was like, he was like, Anyek, do you have a boyfriend? I was like, no. And he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, okay, well, when you get a boyfriend or whatever, just make sure he's not Dinker or Nora. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He was like, we just don't need Dinker or Nora, you feel me? And I was like, dad. <laughs> what does that even mean, you know? Like, no, feel, it's casual, too. It's casual. They say it's so casual. You know? yeah. And, like, and like, crazy thing is, like, me, like, any guy that I've ever been with, he's always been Dinker or Nora. He's never really been Equatoria. Like, so, <laughs> so it's like, um, you're going to be disappointed at the end of the day because he's going to be Sudanese, yes, of course, but he's going to be whoever he is. He's not going to be like, oh, you want him to be Equatorian. No, I'm sorry. He's going to be who he is. He's going to be a South Sudanese man. And that's just something some parents are just going to have to start accepting and understanding, which I thank God some parents do. Like, my mom, she really doesn't care. But, like, my dad, he was really having a hard time. And I just had to, like, get on his neck about it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, going back to what you said earlier about just going back and trying to lead him. I don't think you go back with the mindset of, like, I'm going to go and lead these people. You gotta go and just kind of be with the people trying to teach them whatever you can. If they mm-hmm. like the style of whatever you're trying to do and they choose Absolutely. to like you as a leader, then that's fine. But like like my was saying, if you go back thinking, oh, I'm better than them, so I'm gonna go lead them. Like that can't that can't mm-hmm. be the mindset. Yeah. You go, if you're gonna go like that, then they're gonna resent you right away. They're gonna be like, oh, this guy here, look at him. What is what is he talking about? You know, but you gotta yeah. go back with the mindset to like I'm gonna serve whatever these people You need. gotta blend in with them, you feel me? You gotta go like with their I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, what was gonna ask? Um, I feel like a lot of pushback comes from uh, like going back to what Rita was saying about dating and, and Diana was saying about dating out of, out of, you know, I feel like a lot of time is the, is the girls that get a lot of pushback on who they're dating, let alone the guys, you know, like, I feel like a lot of Sudanese guys date outside their tribe, not even outside their tribe, but definitely outside of their country. Like, a lot, yes. I know a lot of guys that have girlfriends that are not even black. You know, let alone South Sudan. And I feel like the parents don't give them that much of a pushback, which I don't understand when likely these children that this man is going to have are going to be the representation of our country. My children, if I end up with, you know, I'm not, but if I end up with somebody that's not Nair or not, not South Sudanese, they're going to be on the, that side because I'm the woman. You know what I mean? Like they always say that uh, the girl doesn't have a home. They could be anywhere in the world because that they know that the girl, the woman could leave and go with her husband, family anywhere in the world, you know? So I don't know why they, they always give a pushback to, to the women. Maybe, maybe that's just me being biased as a woman, but I don't know. I just feel like you guys as men in the South Sudanese community don't really get that much of pushback when it comes to dating outside of our communities. Yeah. I mean, but even that, like, me personally, I really don't care. Like, even if somebody say I want my daughter to date uh, a newer person or a dang person, like I just want to know what's their reasoning is. You know, it's a reason oh, that matters why? to me. Yeah, it's a reason yeah. that matters that matters to me. Like, and they just be like, oh, I just want to, you know, make sure that I want to keep having more newer people, whatever. 
But they just be like, oh, I don't want you to date this person because I hate that shop. Then okay, that's wrong right there. You know, that's the wrong mindset. You know, because me, like, I always say, like, me, I can't, I, I would never see myself marrying a white person. Not because I hate white people, but, like, I just, mm-hmm. just want to reproduce black people, you know? And then I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because I, I don't hate white people, you know? So that's kind of yeah. what I see, like, you can't be mad at people or choosing what they want. The reasoning is what matters, like, are you doing it because you hate the other people, or is it because this is just what you prefer, you know? And some people, some people, you know, they prefer, you know, skinny people, and some people, you know, one of bigger people. It's not like that. People got choices, man. You just gotta let them choose. As long as they have the right reason on why they're doing it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Rita said something about like she has only have dated like Danka men and uh and um and and, and Norm men. Like yeah. for me I could relate to that because at some point in time I was like what pool of South Sudanese women do I have to choose from? Like I don't have a dating pool that I could choose from that I wanna be with. Like, I don't, I haven't seen or found anybody in my dating pool that I want to be with in the South Sudanese community. And I'm not saying I know every South Sudanese community, a guy in the community. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying that I don't have access to the people that I would want myself to date, you know? Um, Just like, you know, Diana and and Rita, I don't know a lot of Equatorian men. I'm like, I really don't. Like, I don't know if you guys have a lot of population in the Midwest. And we, like, maybe I, 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 I'm just very, you know, not, not as, you know, I guess not as, I, I, I'm not as diverse as far as friends in the Tanzanese community, but I, like, that's not you guys' fault that there's not a lot of options in, in the, the tribe that your parents would otherwise want you guys to date in. I feel like you guys mm-hmm. just don't have a lot of options in that, in that dating pool, you know? And a lot of times that's, that's, that's the reason. It's I, can, I want you to come date. over and tell my mom that. Girl, yes, I have a question for you guys. When you guys are like, let's say you start talking to somebody, right? Do you ask them right away, like, what shop are you from? Because, like, I feel like I've never asked that ever. I already you know. know. Me, yeah, in yeah. me, I feel like it's engraved in me. Like, I just know, like, you be asking, I just know where you're from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, me, like, like, I can just pick up from small things, like. Mm-hmm. Like your like your name, your accent, yeah. like the people that you hang with, stuff like yeah. that, you know? And the way well, you look as well. That's... Yeah, the way you look as well. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> hey, hey, I just saw a meme on uh on Facebook and they're and they're like, um, if you wanna know if somebody is dank or not, ask them to say people. They say, they say people. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on, what? What's the they say? Ask them to say people. If they say people, say? people definitely think so. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, but wait, say people. Huh? Nah, no, that ain't. <laughs> there was some people that would do that too, though. Hey, Chudy, say people. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> people. Bro, I was in tears. No, like, like with me, like, like I know when we're a person, like, when they're talking, they're talking, they're talking, and they're like, they like to say, uh, at, like, at the end of their sentence. <laughs> I mean like like you always, like you like you guys were saying like you can kinda of tell for like by the people they hang out with and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of times like even if I just met you one on one then I don't know who you're hanging out with, I'm not gonna ask you like what shop you're from. Like that don't never come to my mind. Like it's weird. Yeah. Like I feel like that's weird to me to just outly ask you that. Like why? Why does that matter? It really doesn't. 
because we don't care about it. That's the thing. Yeah. I would say like, but like, no, you find some people like that'll ask, but like they won't be asking like just like, oh my gosh, I have to know what you're there. Like some people are just asking like as in like yeah, just like not like like out of curiosity, like mm-hmm. hey, like like what are you? You know, that's fair. Yeah. No, Especially real. when you have an ambiguous, an ambiguous name. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I, I, I be wanting to know because, like, I'm about to be curious. And also, like, I love, like, trying to pinpoint, like, like for me being back home, I got access to, like, different tribes and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, like, I be asking, trying to see where you're from and all that stuff, like, your background. But, like, yeah. I mean, me, it's like, there's more out of curiosity. I don't even ask it, but, like, yeah. I mean, like, for the longest time, I thought Rita was Deka. Like, I, for the longest time, I didn't. I, didn't. I know. Man, I thought yeah. so, too. I, like I really thought know. I, was Denka. I thought yeah, so, too. I thought I was Denka, and they thought I was screaming because I was light-skinned. <laughs> but then... <laughs> no, the first time I saw you, I saw your knuckles. You were good, man. You good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, but like growing up, like, like a majority of a lot of my friends were Denka. Like, like you guys know me. Like, a lot of my mm-hmm. friends are Denka, you know? Like, yeah. even my best friend, she's Denka, you know? So it's yeah. like, I really don't, like, pick and choose, like, oh, what tribe are you from and stuff. Like, if you vibe with me well, we get along, then, yeah, you feel me? Like, we can move forward from there. Like, I really, like, tribe really doesn't matter to me at all. Just That's as long as, like, like, yeah, like, you good with me? I'm good with you. Then we good. That's it. Yeah. I don't think that stuff really like affect us like that. I think it's more the the parents and then that really take that stuff to heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that stuff is like back home is really bad, you know. Cause I, yeah, I, even a tear at first, I thought a tear. No, I thought a tear was nowhere because all of y'all, like all the South Side, you know, everybody was everybody's nerd. Yeah, him and put So I'm thinking like, but then like I was just so iffy about a tear because I was like, his name is a tear. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know no like you know, I don't know no nerd guy named Matir. Yeah. You know? Hey, <laughs> Bro, yeah. You know, you know, I I, I never knew you, I never knew your name was Atir until the second time you came back from Africa. Yes, me too. Wood. And then me he came back from Africa from Africa, he was they saw calling himself a Atir. I'm like, who's this? Who's Atir? You know, people would be like you be like, hey, you know Atir? I'm like, nah, who's a tear? You know. And I'll be like, my wood, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know my wood. I don't know who a tear is though. No, but yeah. I remember uh, when you came back from Africa. Yeah. Um, but now, uh, Atera, I was named after my great grandfather. His name was Atera and his nickname was Mahut. And Mahut mm. was a man. You know what I mean? Because that's what he was regarded as. Um, yeah. And that just kind of in strong arm the name, you know what I mean, from it. And our folks, they liked it too because they liked the, like, the clout that comes from saying, mm-hmm. oh, like, I'm from Mahut. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, you know, of clout. course. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your bloodline, man. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. my daddy's kind of like, man, you know, forget them nicknames and stuff like that. Gotta go off the real stuff, so. That's what mm-hmm. I kind of want, like, you know what? That actually makes sense. Because he was like, you know, you're grown now and all that. You know, let's leave a nickname, so all that. And, you know, let's leave a nickname, so all that. And when we're going to be grown, so. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, man. I, I think, you guys here. I, you guys here for a long time. I think we should kind of wrap it up. So you guys can go back to whatever you guys need to do. I don't, I don't know if we got plans or not. I don't want to keep you guys here all day. So we can kind of wrap it up, like, you know, mm-hmm. close it up. So to close it up, how you guys think, how you, where do you guys see our country within the next five years? If it's still in the way it is now, uh, I don't think we're going to have a country. Explain. 
Like, I feel like, like, we're just going to be in shambles. Like, right now, it's even hard for people to get water, like, water in Juba. Like, they're, like, they done add the price of getting water. So now people are, like, fetching water and stuff, you know? So, like, just simple stuff like that. If we're running out of water right now, just imagine in the next five years. Like, even not the water. Let's let's talk about the floods. The flood that took over everything. There's no, like, there's no nothing to help the floods. Like, you know, like, the roads are all dirt roads, mud roads, which once water touches them, it's over with. Yeah. Like, if we don't start developing ourselves now, we're not going to have anything to lead back on. Like, everybody is so excited to celebrate July 9th. Yeah, you can celebrate your independence, but what are you celebrating? That's a question that I ask myself every year. What are we celebrating? I'm hopeful. You guys know I'm an optimistic person. You know, um, I think that having people like, like us and having this conversation, the fact that we can make the time to to not only, you know, think of the ideas of what are we doing wrong, but yet what can we do to better the situations back at home? Um, I think that Diana made a point earlier is that, you know, educate your, or maybe it was uh, Mawid, or educate ourselves and like just, you know, bringing those, those resources back home. Um, I think that we're definitely gonna go through some harsh, harsh times comes the next five years. But I think that the more people that are waking up to the corruption of South Sudan, it'll get worse before it gets better. That's all I got to say. But I'm very, very hopeful that, you know, when it's time for people like us to to take the initiative that is necessary in order for us to rebuild, we'll, 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 we'll rise to the occasion. I think that within the next five years, it's, it's going to be very, very imperative for all of us to get our stuff together. And, and try to do as much as we can from outside looking in because it's hard to reflect your own environment when you're still in that environment you know but it's easier when you're kind of you know step out of that and we're outside of that so we could see you know clear what's going on and, and we could try to find different ways of, of, of you know this improvement like we need like like we need we need improvement we need to do better uh, our government is very very corrupt um, they have people who are very ignorant in, in, in powerful positions that are determining people's future. And I think that we need to, we need to do something about it. And I feel like we will. And I think that there are, there's hope. And I think that there are people, you know, whether they're aware of it right now or not, that will step up and will, will, will make things right. So I'm very hopeful within the next five years or so. Diana? Um, just like Nike came as well, I, I still do have hope for South Sudan. Um, I'm hoping that <laughs> there'll be an election in the next, you know, three, four, five years, inshallah. Um, <laughs> you know, but one of the biggest things is I'm hoping that they'll listen to the youth, you know, they'll listen to us um, and just stop being so closed minded um, and see that the struggles that, yes, these other tribes are facing, yes, that, you know, South Sudan is facing. Um, I want more to happen these next five years than, because nothing has happened these last eight years, you know, South Sudan has been its own country for eight years. And it's crazy because I feel like it just happened yesterday, you know? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> but nothing has changed, which is ridiculous yeah. to me. Um, it's funny because I was 
I went out of town a couple of weeks ago and um, we had, you know, discussions with some old heads, yada, yada, yada. And um, they were talking about how South Sudan, they're thinking about com- going back to being with North. So then we would just be Sudan. Wow. And I was like, what the hell? So what? What was the point? What, what was, was the point? point? You know? Yeah. But then again, it's like, dang, they're thinking about that because nothing has happened mm-hmm. in these past eight years. And so they're starting to lose hope, which, I mean, I completely do understand, but it's like, damn, you know, all those people that lost their lives, all those people who are fighting that are continuously, like, still fighting till this day, all that was for what? Right. And so I'm just hoping for change. Yeah. So, yeah, I should take off my bracelet to get a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy for that. Uh-uh. <laughs> they need to stop playing. Mahmoud, go ahead, bro. Yeah, um, no, nah, I think the country's going to still be the same, man. Uh, not even in the next five years. Honestly speaking, I think it's going to be like that for the next five generations. Uh, I think some of them are more generational. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, it's no changes made. Yeah, I think they're more generational because if you look at it, like, what I look at it is the problems with all these old heads, Military men all have the same mindset. So let's say we, even we do have, you know, an election and we elect another military old head, which is most likely what's going to happen, right? You're just going to go in the same process again. Now it's just different, but it's still going to be the same mm-hmm. process. Still going to be the same mm-hmm. corruption. Nothing gets done. I think until all that is like completely washed out of our system, we're not going to get anywhere because the, mm-hmm. the, the people who are fighting for power now are all the same person, just in different bodies. Right, these are all the same people that were in that bush for 30 years, who all fought, who don't have an education, right, and who are all in the same tribalist mentality. So no matter who comes next, if they're still on that that same style that they're with, it's going to be the same problem again, and we're just going to step one and repeat. And yep. that, we we actually find somebody that has a cooler head than they do. Yeah, man, I agree, man. It's going to be a while, man. It's going just like America, you know, this whole racist thing. It's taking a while. No, it's gonna be the same thing in our country. We knew we're not as well as educated as everybody else. We just kind of learning how everything's supposed to be. Our leader don't know nothing. They don't know how to run a country. So it, it will take a while. But you know, like most of you guys said, man, um, I hope they get it together and we, and the change do happen. So, and with that being said, man, I'm gonna close it up, man. I just wanna say thank you everybody for coming on, and uh, say you guys uh, social media name so they will find you on there. Thank you for having us. Yeah, say thanks your, for having us. Say your names, social media names. Oh. <laughs> Mine is just Rita Katara. Oh, Rita <laughs> I mean, on Twitter <laughs> is bruh, is that underscore Rita, but everywhere else is Rita Katara. <laughs> and Rita is spelled R E T A. Who's next? And, uh, hey man, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, man, at A to the E. That's the best way you can get at me if you have any other questions or comments, and that's where I'm most active at. Yeah. Diana, um, you can find me on Twitter at DF Tombe. Uh, Facebook is just Diana Tombe. Um, Instagram too. Let me plug it up. Plug it up. You know, <laughs> get my numbers up. Right. It's just, um, Diana Bball twenty. Um, I am on Twitter more than I should. 
Um, I don't have Facebook anymore. My Facebook is up, but I there's nothing that's active there. Um, it's chem underscore chem30, both Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm not as active on Instagram as I should be, but for sure I'm, I'm pretty active on, on, uh, on Twitter. So please do that. I love having these type of conversations. I think that the best way for us to move forward as a country is to entertain these ideas amongst each other. Um, and I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are challenging your, not only your friends, but your family as well, especially your parents, you know, mm-hmm. uh, challenge them, have these conversations with them, you know, look what, what's inside their head. How do they really feel? We could learn something from them and we could, so we don't make the same mistakes as they made. Um, right. So we can move forward and be better. So our children have, don't have to have these conversations, you know, I have hope for South Sudan. And I think that um, if there are people like us that are out there, um, we'll do we'll, we'll do what is necessary to make sure we're in a better position because we know better. All right, man. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on, and thank you to the homie Gemma. He's the producer, the mixer. He makes everything, put everything together. So, Where is Gemma? He, he's, 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 he's the he's the one that put uh, the he's the one that makes the podcast, put everything together, and all that, post it up. So shout out to Gemma. Okay, okay, Gemma. yeah. That's my family. Shout out to all the South Side. Thank you so much yeah. for all that you guys have done. You know, I write hard for my South Side boys. So if you guys know, you know. So shout out to all of you guys. <laughs> yeah, because again, my other pocket, he's the one that makes him all that. And I really haven't been shouting him out. So I just wanted to shout him out today for all the work that Thank you done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Thank out. you, Gamma. But all right, man. Let's go to the night. You guys have a good Sunday or the rest of the Sunday, I should say. And you too. It's eight thirty. I'm gonna go to shower, <laughs> make some tea, and go to sleep because I'm sick and you ain't wanna be. It's eight thirty or it's seven thirty over here. Yeah, what? Project. Seven thirty. Yeah. yeah. We in the Midwest time, baby. I thought we were in the same time zone. I thought I thought Omaha was in the same time with Nashville. That's what I thought. Too. I think that's what I meant. You in the south? We don't do that. Don't do that. We in the south. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa, 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 wait. So, yeah. who's at 7.30? <laughs> All of you guys are at 7.30? Midwest. Yeah, no, my wood is not. Only Midwest. Well, he's in Arizona. My wood is in Arizona. East Coast. He's wait, is it like 6.30 for you? I myself this whole time. I used to tell oh, my mom. 5.30 over there, yeah. I used to tell my mom, like, we're in the same, we're in the same time zone. Mm-mm. So, Yanni, you guys yeah. are an hour behind. No wonder. Okay. Yeah. Mahwood is two hours behind Rita. Oh, uh, hold on. So, so oh, yeah, we'll... he's in Mountain. He, he's hey, in so, the Rita, did you think we were late for the podcast earlier? Because oh. I said 5.30. I said 5.30. Yeah, did you probably. Think was late except for me. No, you just ahead of time. You just live in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, man. Let's put our night, man. You guys uh, be safe. Thank you for coming on once again, and you guys have a good night. Thank you, thank you, Judy. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good week, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.